During this episode, Dr. Matt Sakamoto, virtual first primary care physician and clinical informatics champion, joins us to discuss his personal experiences at multiple health systems and telehealth startups, which has led him to develop a national leading approach to digital empathy and website manner for telehealth consults that are enabling care teams to better connect with patients. Join us to learn from Dr. Sakamoto how care team providers can humanize their telehealth visits. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Dr. Sakamoto, I finally get to say it. Welcome to our podcast. This has been a long time coming. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you so much. I know from Clubhouse to the podcast, loving it. Here we are, right? And hey, and you know, everybody on Clubhouse a while ago was talking about the podcast is dead. And here we are, we're still marching forward. And we get to do it with somebody I highly admire. And that is you, my man. And I can't wait to have this conversation. And because of your personal experience at multiple health systems and telehealth startups, I'm eager to discuss the development of your approach to digital empathy and website manner to better connect with patients. But Matt, before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Matt, it's almost time to learn about your inspiring work you're leading to help move our healthcare industry forward. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? It's always go to the front line, be it the physicians, nurses, patients, like learn what's happening in the clinic, in the homes, at the point of care, because that's where you learn the most. Get to the front line. Get to the problem in order to solve for it, right? I think it's spot on, Matt. And there's so many different ways to do that. There's so many different avenues. This notion of the patient, the consumer, there's a lot of steps. There's a lot of ways to engage with that patient, engage with that consumer, get to that front line. Now, some might say as a pushback to you, Matt, I can't get to the front line. I am not Dr. Matt. I'm not Dr. Mike, right? I don't have those credentials. How can somebody else get to the front line? What do you mean by that for somebody that may not have that MD behind their name? For sure. I think even for myself, right? It's networking and meeting the people there. So what's that intro? Get to know what the doc can do and intro. For myself, take the time to go and talk to a nurse. I think we're, we're like one, there's so much health and healthcare touches so many people. I feel like we're one degree of separation away from someone at the front line or someone that can intro you there. So they're out there. There are definitely people willing to talk to. So. Well, and we're going to talk about it today with our conversation about your experience in the startup and innovation world. We're going to discuss that a bit. I've been in that space for quite some time. That's one of the biggest things that I always share with when I have the fortunate opportunity to mentor and advise uh, entrepreneurs and startup founders and get to the front line, right? Get to where the problem is needing to be solved. Don't go and build in a vacuum, right? Especially when we're talking about technology and innovation to really move the healthcare industry forward. It is more critical than ever. There's so much technology that's being built that is always that some are always trying to find a home for it. Don't do that. Get to the front line, understand the problem inside and out, and then build from there. So I think in regards to tech and innovation, it applies, but also 
just taking care of a patient. That sounds like it's incredibly important, Matt. Is that something that you learned early on? Where did you become that being a critical part of your mindset? I think so. I've always liked problem solving. And I think like, again, not putting a same solution on the same patient. Each patient is kind of their own person. Each patient has their own story. So really from a early part of my training, it's like really being able to treat each patient individually. And that's really something that was hammered into me early and definitely has stuck with me. Well, that's some good training. That's excellent. I love it. And I know that we're going to discuss more about this and all of the things that you've been developing around this notion of digital empathy and website manner. Cannot wait to talk more about it after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Dr. Matt Sakamoto, virtualist and practicing primary care physician, as well as a national leading clinical informatics physician champion. Matt, thank you for teeing us up on the front end. I love it. Get to the front line, understand the patient, understand the consumer and go from there. That is how we're going to move the industry forward. But let's start talking about, you know, we're going to tee this up. We're going to discuss some of the things you've been developing and that you're incredibly passionate about this notion of website manner, digital empathy within this whole notion of telehealth. Of course, we all know we've been through this pandemic. We're still in it. Obviously, telehealth was the queen of the ball during the pandemic. But of course, it was with us well before COVID-19 as well. Some of the things that we haven't addressed, and now you are really helping and leading on the front lines and being a national voice and advocate for it, is this notion of digital empathy, this notion of website manner. We're going to talk about that, but to tee it up, Matt, how and why did you become so passionate and interested in virtual primary care in the first place? I think primary care was kind of where I was leaning towards like throughout most of medical school and just that ability to connect with a family and kind of follow their progress, see them get better and have those long-term relationships that had always stuck with me. And so at some part through medical school, I was like, there must be a way to deliver care beyond the clinic walls, beyond the hospital walls. And before I kind of thought about that as like population health management, messaging patients, telling them to check in for their answer screens and things in between. So that was my idea of care beyond clinic walls. And then I did my internal medicine residency. And then during fellowship, I did a fellowship in clinical informatics. So that's where a lot of my technical knowledge came from, but also kind of like what's possible. And I think that's the coolest thing. And that's why the informatics thing I really like, digital health, I really like, because you're always looking at what's possible. And then I realized with telehealth and virtual care, that's another way to really deliver care beyond the clinic walls. So throughout my fellowship, I spent a lot of time doing various projects around virtual urgent care. And I just happened to graduate in uh, June 2020. So my capstone project was a virtual urgent care pilot that I started in December 2019 that got rolled into UCSF's uh, COVID virtual video screening clinic in March 2020. So right place, right time. And I got to learn what it's like to scale something really fast. (laughs) Wow, there was no better time to to, uh, deliver and work on the capstone 
Yes, during an absolute global crisis, right time or right place to be. And I'm sure you learned so much along that way. So thank you for teeing that up, Matt. And now let's also talk about, you recently gave a talk. We're going to leave the link in the episode notes for our listening community. You recently gave a talk for the American Medical Association, which you discussed the development of your approach to digital empathy and website manner. Phenomenal read. Again, we're going to link it out in the episode notes. More specifically, Matt, you made a fantastic case that in order for physicians to excel with virtual care, they must develop digital empathy and foster website manner. What does that mean? And how do physicians go about making it a vital part of their practice and interactions with their patients? Let's start with what do these terms mean? And then how do physicians and care team providers go about making it a vital part of their practice? For sure. I think, I mean, the cornerstone of any therapeutic relationship is empathy, be it in person or virtual. So that's where everything starts. And digital empathy is really just taking these core empathetic qualities and then doing it through a digital medium. And that's everything from video, audio only, and even text messaging and secure messaging with patients. So that's kind of my take on digital empathy. Website manner, I tend to be, we talk about bedside manner in clinical medicine. Website manner is what are you doing in a similar way? How do you foster that connection and therapeutic connection with the patient? And pieces around that, as I kind of started to develop this, I realized it's really about over-communication, if I had to sum it up in one word. The things that we are able to convey by body language, nonverbal cues, it's, you're just speaking, it, it's just more muffled, the lower fidelity communication, basically. So you have to just over-communicate, make sure that you're being heard, that you're acknowledging that you're hearing them. So it's the little things that, again, I would kind of do almost imperceptibly in person in clinic, and then you magnify it when, when any time that you're talking through a digital medium. You know, another word that is part of this kind of nomenclature and lives within this space that I think is important is, is humanizing the visit, right? Are some of these techniques allowing for that? What does humanizing the telehealth visit even mean? This is new for a lot of people. I mean, I think for innovators and people that have worked in the startup community like you and me, this stuff is kind of normal for us. But this notion of telehealth and visiting with and having this sacred bond between patient and physician, that is a very, very coveted relationship with many people. And then to think about doing it through a telehealth type of technology, that's very new and somewhat disruptive for a lot of people out there. And that's okay. So how do you humanize the telehealth visit? Yeah, I think the biggest change, the biggest difference that I noticed is actually telehealth, particularly video visits, brought back the house call. So before you would have the Marcus Welby's and like the, the doctor would show up a little black bag at your house. In traditional brick and mortar healthcare, we make the patient come to us, park, um, have to come to the office and come to our clinic. And there, everything's a little bit more sterile. And then I realized that I actually get to see into their home. And likewise, I do telehealth from home most of the time. So they get to see my home office and like a little bit, you can add a little extra flair there than you would in your on-site clinic office. Well, that's absolutely brilliant. Never really thought about bringing the home visit back through a telehealth lens. It's absolutely brilliant. I love it. And are you seeing a positive reaction from patients that maybe at first they were a little trepidatious about using telehealth and, and having a little bit of trepidation there? Have you seen them warm up to it because they're in their own environment and you are as well? Have you seen that from your patients? Yeah, I think so. And there's definitely one of those things where I think there's a lot of misconceptions that the quality of care that you can deliver through telehealth isn't as high. And that's something that I've pushed back against a lot. I think there's a lot of relearning, relearning parts of the virtual physical exam. It almost felt like the second year of medical school for me where it's like, oh, how do you assess the heart without listening to the heart? Or how do you assess lungs and respiratory status without being able to put a stethoscope on? But you learn proxies. You actually learn to trust patient-reported symptoms, patient reported weights and blood pressures. So there's a high level of trust that needs to kind of go in again from my side to the patient. 
And I think vice versa. So it, it's, again, going back to that core of humanizing the visit, building empathy, and then building that trust to improve that communication. I love it. Well, you know, as well as I do, the, the patient doesn't see sometimes a lot of what happens before the visit to the doctor and after the visit to the doctor. There's a lot happening on both of those ends to really help and create an optimal experience for the patient. Matt, what does this look like as well in regards to digital empathy at website manner? Does that happen before and after the actual telehealth visit? And more pointed, are there ways to engage with your patient above and beyond the specific point in time of the consult in order for your patient to feel more empowered and confident with their telehealth visits and their care team providers? Definitely. And we kind of call it onboarding and offboarding, sort of like when you get on a plane. So the visit itself is a plane in flight, but really, and I've stressed this in some of the teachings that I've done is focus on that onboarding part. It's like it helps prep the patient. They can feel confident and competent to just deal with the technology, let alone the medical concerns that they have. So the more you can do to prep the patient, we call it telehealth literacy. So you have your health literacy. Do you understand kind of the disease processes and how that affects you as a patient? There's tech literacy. It's can you download an app? How do you (laughs) show video? come on mute. And then how do you put the two together? How do you feel comfortable as a patient, to be honest, and as a clinician, being able to use the medium to use the technology and be able to feel comfortable delivering care and receiving care that way. So all of that prep and that preparation that goes on beforehand is probably twice as important as video visit itself. And have you built systems or processes to ensure to maximize the opportunity for success during the actual exam? Are there processes? Are there are there certain you know, building blocks that must be in place in order to ensure success? Working towards it, I'd say it's a work in progress. That one is a strong work in progress. And again, if people have figured out good ways to screen patients to kind of see those that would benefit from more help. So we're still working through that. There's a couple of questionnaires that are out there, but no silver bullet that we've found yet. But I think just recognizing that the screening is important on the front end and then building time. Again, like the virtual rooming process actually takes longer than the physical rooming process. So building time into the visit for that, both on the patient and the clinician end is really, really important. Good tips. I appreciate that. And Matt, let's also change gears too. You've been doing a lot of work and are very passionate about the startup and the innovation world for healthcare and health tech. And uh, you've been following your work for quite some time. You are doing a lot to help move our entrepreneurial and startup community forward. How important has this been being involved in the startup and innovation ecosystem? How important has it been in your journey in discovering and disseminating your expertise around digital empathy and website manner? I mean, extremely important. I think there's, I got like a hyper education during the time of COVID, just with the opportunity to work with so many different startups. I worked at Teladoc for a bit, worked at PlushCare for a bit. These are all virtual only platforms. And I was able to really hone my skills on there again. High volume of work came through uh, both of those platforms. So I think being able to just practice myself, kind of hone my skills on those platforms, super helpful. And then secondarily, just the startup community in general is just so giving and sharing. So I think that's another piece, a various network that I'm part of, but hearing from other operators in the space, how people are building their telehealth tech stack. So I think that just the startup community in general, learning, sharing, conversing with them was also really huge and kind of pushing my vision for stuff forward. Well, of course, and I'll say this, uh, not to boost anybody's ego around here, but the startup community needs leaders like you as well to ensure that we're delivering opportunity to have successful and elegant solutions out there in the marketplace in the hands of consumers and patients. And we talked about it on the front end, right? Get to the front line, get out of your own office and get out into the street and build for what those consumers and those patients need. So having access and having leaders like you 
in the startup and innovation ecosystem is vitally important to the success of these tech companies. So thank you for all that you do as well within this community, Matt. You're an incredible champion. And I know a lot of people are benefiting from your interactions within the space as well. So let's also talk about the community that is rallied around this podcast. It's a phenomenal group. And I know you've been a part of it for quite some time as well. Thank you for all the support with our podcast. So we want to be able to turn the tables on you, Matt. What's one problem, need, or question that you have that our community can be helping you with? I think it's how do we make that shift to value-based care? It's kind of buzzwordy, but I think really what I've learned in particular is virtual care tends to span whole timescales, and it's not just a single episode of care. So how do we kind of create that interstitial care? How do we get value out of that continuity of relationship and that relationship that we build with with, uh, patients and the care team? And for our community to have those conversations with you and and continue to discuss these important topics with you, how do they get a hold of you online? Contact points, social media handles, websites, or otherwise, how do they get a hold of you? Matt Sakamoto tends to be my handle for most things. So LinkedIn is M-A-T-T-S-A-K-U-M-O-T-O, Twitter as well. Those are probably the two main points of contact, and I am on that more than I should be, according to my wife. So find me there. Matt is very active. Yeah, you definitely will engage with him online. Definitely go check him out on Twitter and LinkedIn. Those contact points will be in the episode notes as well. So in your favorite podcast player, simply scroll down and click on through to get a hold of Matt. You can also head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Matt's episode where you can leave some comments and feedback as well as find those contact points. Again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Matt, we're almost done winding this down. And this has been an exciting conversation, one I've been waiting for quite some time. We have one more item for you. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I'm a passionate pioneer because I want to make better connections between physicians and patients. I love it. Short, sweet, powerful. Love it. You're doing great work, Matt. It has been an honor to have you on the episode and have an episode for you on the podcast. Finally, we did it. We made it happen. Matt, thank you so much for all that you do for our industry and for our communities across the nation. You've been an amazing champion and uh, you always have a home here. Maybe we'll bring you back. We'll talk about uh, what else you're building down in the future here. Maybe another, you know, where are they now episode. But for now, Matt, we'll wind this one down. Again, thank you so much for being with us today. Always a pleasure. Great time. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.